Good Sunday morning, church. What a mighty God we serve, and as the deer panneth. Would you join me in prayer? If you need to sit, you can sit. But let's talk to the Father this morning. You alone are our heart's desire. 
pour your Holy Spirit over us this morning, Father. Revive us and fill us. If there's sin in our life that we confess it before you this day. And when we leave here this morning, we know we've encountered the Holy One, the living Christ. We praise you and we thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now go ahead and be seated, church. We are gathering items for Eva's place, and they go in the overflow room. Next Sunday is Bring a Friend to Church Sunday, and the Joyful Sound will be here to worship and ministry of music, and then we'll have the harvest dinner afterwards. Poinsettias are for sale. I believe there's an insert in your bulletin if you'd like to order poinsettias for Christ's birthday, we're going to decorate the sanctuary. There will be no staff parish tomorrow night. But there is American Heritage Girls tomorrow night, Bible study at Liebler's on Tuesday morning. Thursday's uh, choir begins again on Thursday evening, but it's also community lunch. And then United Methodist men meet on Saturday morning at the Notorious Horseshoe for breakfast. Any announcements from any of you folks this morning? Um, <laughs> I'm a little rusty. <laughs> this is just a reminder and also an asking. Um, on Thursdays, the first Thursday of the month, we do do our community free soup. Um, but we need volunteers to make cookies for each month. So if any of you would like to volunteer, you can pick a month and let me know. And I'm also reminding those that volunteered to do November. And Phyllis is not here, but not, not that Phyllis. Phyllis Bissett. Phyllis, if you're listening, remember you're making cookies for Thursday. Thanks. Any other announcements from any of you folks? Then young disciples. Do you have young disciples? When she gets back. You gonna bring Bob? You'll be fine. I know you will. Even if you come on in. Ready? Yes, Jaren. Be good. Let me take them. Let me take them. I see a few more kids. Come on up. There's candy. Come on up. Okay. So today, uh, what is today besides Sunday? What's today? Halloween. Halloween. All right. So I'm going to just um, have a little short. Um, lesson about how being a Christian is like being a pumpkin. Okay? God picks, God picks us from the patch. From the pumpkin patch, right? He brings you in. He washes all the dirt off of you. So like sins or anything bad that you've done. He washes. Still on? There we go. He washes all the dirt off of you. 
He cuts off the top and he scoops out all of the yucky stuff. He removes your seeds of doubt, hate, and greed. He carves you a new smiling face and he puts a light inside of you to shine for all of the world to see. So when you're carving your pumpkin, or you probably already did carve it, and you put that light inside there, just remember that God wants us to be a light for all the world, for everybody else to see. So you guys are all going to get um, some pages. But I also wanted to tell you, um, in the Bible, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, it says, You are the world's light, a city on a hill, glowing for all the night to see. Don't hide your light. Shine, let it shine for all. Let your good deeds glow for all to see so that they will praise your heavenly Father. All right? All right. Let's thank you, Lord, for these children. Thank you for your lessons that you give us. Thank you for all the good things that you do for us. Let us shine our light for you. Let us just do your will and let us share your good deeds, share your good thoughts, and share your goodness with all of our friends and everyone. Amen. Clarence, Clarence just gave us an amen. Y'all wondering just what 
pastor's doing this morning, aren't you? This one's for Cindy Rugenstein. This one is for Cindy. This one's for Bonnie. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, please. Someone share joy. No joyful people in God's house this morning? Here we go, up front, Ken. All right, well, um, hopefully I can get through this without crying, but um, as many of you know, Kim Kim Evans' husband has been on hospice, um, Ed, and he got a visit this week from several people. he accepted the G- he accepted the Lord, and uh, he's really happy. Kim said this morning that um, he wanted to come to church, but he wasn't able to. He's weak, um, but that's surely a joy. I have a joy. I got to hear from my daughter from Hawaii. She made it home safe and. Now she's getting ready to travel to England, and she's excited about going and seeing her sister. So thank you for watching and praying for her. It was 10 years ago today that uh, I didn't know where I was right now because I was out of it at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. Uh, going, starting an undertaking of 11-hour surgery to remove the cancer from my my throat. Um, And so it's thankful that 10 years later I'm here and the cancer is gone. I've had the checkups, it's gone. Um, Poor Phyllis Liebler and Penny had a long wait. They took me down, I'm so thankful for that. But... uh, it was quite an ordeal, and it's not completely over yet, but the cancer is over, and that's the main thing. Amen. Anyone else? You. Just remember, today is Halloween. We have trunk or treat from 3 to 5 on Main Street. Street will be closed but then trick-or-treating will be from five to seven. So if anybody's out, watch for the little ones crossing the streets. I think he was happy about that. (laughs) 
We just want to report that after a long, difficult journey, Andrea made it to Africa. She's doing well. Um, she's very humbled by her experience. It's probably been a really good experience for her. And everyone is intrigued by her tattoos. <laughs> That's what I asked. I asked that question. I wonder what they're going to think of her art. Any other praises? Any joys? They gathered this week to tie more blankets for George Emmy Blanket Ministry. This one here, we're going to pray for all of them. I'm holding this one. What, what, you're wondering why these ladies are up here. Is anybody wondering why these ladies are up here? <laughs> well, let's see. Bonnie's having knee surgery this week. Cindy Rossman's having back surgery this week. And when is your surgery? This, they haven't set a date yet. They haven't set a date. No, nope, whenever they get two surgeries together, so they let them go in at the same time. Well, you just stay there because we're praying for you too. And then this one, this one. We had a friend stop over yesterday, and she needs prayer too. She's going to get one of these. So I'm going to pray for these folks. I'm going to pray over all these blankets. Because I believe, it's like Karen shared about Ed today. Ed thought for the longest time that he wasn't worthy of Christ. When I hear this morning that he's too weak to come to church, I think we should go get him, <laughs> cut a hole in the roof, and lower him into the sanctuary and pray over him. And I would suggest that, but the new roofers aren't done with the roof yet. <laughs> but we're going to pray for him anyways. I had the privilege to go out there and visit him. And it was a privilege. And he wanted Christ. And he was worried about things he's done in his life. We've all done things in our life. To this day, I don't find myself worthy. But we are worthy because Christ is worthy. And when we accept him as our Lord and our Savior, he makes us worthy. And everything is blotted out. He doesn't remember it. We struggle with not wanting to let it go. Is my experience. There's only one way. And that's with Christ. So we're going to be in an attitude of prayer, if you would.
I have to make sure I have the right vial of oil. Would you tilt your head back a little bit? I anoint you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. With this is holy oil. And Lord, I lift up Bonnie to you as she's preparing to have surgery on her knee this week, Lord. As they replaced her knee, we ask that you guide and direct the hands of the surgeons, that healing would take place rather quickly, and that she'll be back up doing the things that she needs to be doing. Be with Lonnie and give him patience. But we claim a successful surgery. In Jesus' name for Bonnie. Father, again we stand over Cindy and we pray for her. I anoint her in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Father, she's waiting for confirmation when her next surgery will be. We're claiming victory and we're claiming this will be her last surgery and that you will make her whole. That healing would take place in the body. Lord, be with the doctors as they perform yet another surgery. Quicken her spirit and heal her. Be with Rob as he has to pull his weight this time, Lord. Just claim healing in Jesus' name. Lord, Cindy's been in pain for quite a while, so we anoint her in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we lift her up to you for a successful back surgery, Father, that once she wakes up, she will be in pain no more, that you'll guide the hands of the surgeon to do this procedure. Just give her body, give her body strength. Without his with her. Father, on your altar are these snuggle blankets. They go to folks that are struggling with cancer. Father, I lift up Barb to you. Just ask that you would touch her and that healing would take place in her body. Be with her husband as he goes through this crazy journey. And Lord, for the ones that are laid out at the altar, we don't yet know where they'll go or who they'll go to. But they're made with the hands and the feet of Jesus. So Father, we ask that you would bless them and those that re receive them when they wrap them around their bodies, that they'll feel the love that came from this Brown City United Methodist Church. And that healing would take place in all of their bodies. We thank you for what you're going to do in the lives of these women and the lives of these folks that will receive these snuggle blankets. So thank you in advance, Father. We love you, Lord. Amen. You may go. Need help?
Are there others that we need to pray for? Other names? I got friends from uh, <clears throat> my brother-in-law, Irvin, still has COVID. He's coming along a little better. He thanks you for the prayers. Uh, Chad Wolf from our motorcycle group just had shoulder surgery. He's doing pretty good. And Gary Phillips just had eye surgery, and he's doing pretty well as well. Thank you. Father in prayer. your head back a little. I anoint you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit for healing that would take place in your body. Father, I just lift up Brian to you, Lord, and I ask that you will meet him at his point of need, that you'll touch him and that healing would take place in his body, Lord. Thank you for having your hands around him. You've kept him this long, Father. Keep him strong. Let him reach out to you and just touch him in your garment for healing, Lord. Heal him from the inside out, Father. Heal his heart, heal his mind. Be with him this day, Father. Amen. Thank you. Continued prayer for little Grady as they uh, struggle to find a solution for his stomach problems and for mom as she goes through this with him. I would like prayers, prayers for Claire. He has acute cellulitis in both legs and at the time being they're kind of a mess. <laughs> and he also has a little heart issue going on too that we think of. So prayers for him, please. Did I get home? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that you take it back to Ed because I was uh in a different spot. Uh, I got prayers request for um uh... Gary Phillips, he had eye surgery, and uh, they got his eye trying to heal it the way they used to sew fingers in guys, people, or whatever, but they sewed his eye shut. Um, my brother-in-law, Irvin Poplinski, his COVID is getting better, but he appreciates your prayers. And then Chad Wolf uh, had uh, his rotor cuff surgery, and he's a little slow in healing, but he's appreciate your prayers. Thank you. snuggle blankets uh, brought back memories um, when my daughter-in-law had her bone marrow transplant which is 18 years ago October the 28th the cheerleaders made her a green and yellow snug snuggle blanket and for days and days that's all we seen was that green and yellow blanket and she was in there somewhere but she used it all the time throughout the whole thing it was and it was a comfort to her 
Amen. My friend Dave lost his 16-year-old nephew last week. Uh, his name's Damien to a brain aneurysm. Our uh, six-year-old grandson has COVID. So if you would just keep Spook Casper in your prayers, please. Anyone else? Before we talk to the Father. Let's do that then. Let's go to the Father again. seems like each Sunday our prayer list grows and grows and grows. We're thankful this morning for your unending love. We're thankful this morning that you are still the great I am. The great physician, the almighty healer. A variety of names and situations lifted to the throne of grace. Lift up Grady and Amanda. We lift up Gary in his eyes. We lift up Bonnie and Cindy and Cindy. Lift up Damien's family. Herbert who's struggling with COVID and Casper who has COVID. We lift up Chad to you. We rejoice at his accepted Christ. We rejoice with the freedom that we have to even gather in your house this day. The devil's going to lie to us and deceive us and confuse us because he is the author of confusion. But our God reigns. One day we stand before the Lord of hosts, Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that we can come to the foot of the cross just how we are. Lord, I lift up Kim to you this morning also. Lift up Greg, who's been in intensive care for almost three months. 
Thank you for healing that's taking place in Todd. And we praise you, Father. We lift up the trick-or-treat day where young people and old folks alike will be in the streets and going from home to home. We seek safety for them all. We lift up Andrea to you as she's in the mission field. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. Here I am, Lord. Send me. And they respond in a variety of ways. We thank you for the Brown City United Methodist Church. We lift up unspoken requests to you this morning. That we might just reach out and touch the hem of your garment and healing can take place. Hear us when we pray, Lord Jesus, as we pray our Father. Ushers, if you would gather, please. Thank you, Dennis.
Father, thank you for the gift of the tithe, for gifts and offerings. We lay them on the foot of the cross and we ask that you touch them and multiply them. That will allow us to continue to be your church. Well, you've called us to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of this world. And we can do that one life at a time. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May you find us faithful to the task. Amen. Young people, you are dismissed. Taking his leather jacket with him and his Tonka truck, and a couple other ones are taking their pumpkins and their candy bags. That might not be a bad place to be this morning. In the life of uh, this pastor, things come in streaks. It's real quiet for a while. And then it gets really crazy for a while. And I'm just, I'm speaking for me at the moment. the devil has been attacking me from every direction, trying to rob me of joy. Started with uh, the loss of our grandson a month ago and still trying to work through that. Find out our grandson has COVID six years old, our children shouldn't have to go through that nonsense. Nobody should have to go through that nonsense. Our daughter stopped by, she's a nurse for Port Huron Hospital. And just working a regular shift doesn't appear to be enough for her. So now she's out doing uh, house calls also. She does her regular three days of her 40 hours, and then she'll go out a couple days a week on these home health calls. And she was in Brown City yesterday and wanted to know if she called her mama up and says, Mama, can I stop by and use the restroom? (laughs) Absolutely. She comes in, uses the restroom, and leaves. And I thought, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Because it was just a few months ago when she stopped by to tell us that she had cancer. 
And that was a whole nother battle in my head. And then the call comes from a friend. Can I come over and talk to you, Pastor? And she comes over to tell us that uh, it appears that her body's full of cancer. And, and, and I, I don't know how you deal with personal situations in your life, okay? I just have to work on me. I need to get closer to God each day because the devil's trying to rob me of my joy. I got some joy this week when I got to go see Ed Evans. And I have to confess that uh, when I left my office, I was a little anxious. But when I got out to his house, and I had this great visit with him. And he said to me, I think I need you to lead me to Christ. No, let me take that back. I think I need you to save me, Pastor. And I said to him, I cannot save you, Ed, but I know the one who can. Do you want to talk to Jesus? And we did. And it was funny that before, I, I, I've done some really bad things in my life. I'm not good enough. But we're all good enough. And, and it was interesting. When I went downstairs for prayer this morning in Sunday school a little bit. I got a glimpse of this. That there's some folks that have been Christians their whole life. And have been faithful in their journey. And there are some who, on their deathbed except Christ Jesus. And their lot is the same. They're, they both receive his grace. And they both receive the invitation for eternity with Christ. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. When you come to Christ, he blots all that nonsense out. You, you've heard me mention Jeffrey Dahmer before. Jeffrey Dahmer was a monster. He killed people and he ate their body parts. But in prison, before he died, they say he accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. His sins were blotted out. There's some things we need. I've come up with a list of just a couple of them. And it comes from Romans 3 and 23. As individuals, we need to come to the knowledge that we're sinners. Pretty simple. Romans 3 and 23. For all of sin. All of us have sinned and come short of God's glory. It doesn't matter if you steal the pencil at your workplace and you take it home. Would they label you a thief? Well, they should. You stole something. You can be forgiven. Every day in this country, there are multiple people that are murdered. Can their sins be forgiven? Yes, they can. 
But as individuals, we need to acknowledge the fact that we're sinners. We're born into sin. It's our nature to sin. But he forgives us. This is a text. Matthew 7, starting with verse 7. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Some of you have been coming to church for a long, a long, long time. Some of you have been coming for generations. Only you know if you've accepted Christ or not. I don't know where you all stand in your faith journey. But you've done nothing that wrong or that bad in your life that he won't forgive you of. You need to acknowledge that we're born in the sin that we're sinners. There's, you know, Pastor, I want you to save me. I'm not that important. <laughs> and I'm okay with that fact. I'm a sinner. Saved by God's grace. Answered a call to ministry that was not my idea. It was God's idea. Because he's opened up every door for me in my ministry journey. We have to come to Christ Jesus for salvation. That's the only place. You can be from a, the best family on earth. You can have all the money that you ever need. You can have every material possession that you've ever wanted because we think we need a lot of stuff, don't we? We get two cars, a boat, a house up north, they call it a cabin, but it's bigger than the church. Have lots of groceries. Have everything that we need, or we think we need. All we really need is a personal relationship with Christ Jesus. This world is temporary for us, folks, every one of us. Then he calls us one day. Last Sunday, there were a couple at the altar accepted Christ this weekend. That's why when the devil tries to attack you, and he will every day, you have to stand on God's promises. The devil can't rob you of your joy only if you let him, because our God reigns. Speak to Jesus. In Genesis 7 and 1, even back in the day of Noah, and the Lord said to Noah, come. The Lord's saying to you this morning, come. You tired? I'll give you strength. You weak? I'll help you. You lost, I'll put you on the right path. There's sin in your life, I'll forgive you. You feel unloved, I'll love you. He has all we need. 
We don't need stuff of the world. For the believer, we're to be in the world, but not of the world. And then you're going to be even attacked more. The more you do for Christ, the more the enemy is going to come and try to rob you. He can't. This is a pitch for Sunday school. Second Timothy 2. Show yourself approved unto God. You want to learn more about Christ? Try Sunday school. Try Bible study. Try opening this up. I remember seeing one of Clarence's Bibles and it was beat up. You have a beat up Bible? Marked in it, pages in it, some rips in it, coming apart at the seams, all kinds of stuff in it because it was well read. Huh. Imagine having a well read Bible little girl in the Grayling Church wrote this. It's been in my Bible for about 11 years. I got another envelope in here. It was a self-addressed envelope to a member of the Bethel Church. Randy was his name. Randy hadn't been in church in a couple years. I penned him a letter, put it in the envelope, folded up another envelope and put a stamp on it and mailed it to him. He brought the letter to me the following Sunday in the envelope. He said, I don't need this envelope. And for 10 years, he never missed a day of church after that because he was reminded he needs Christ. Couldn't figure out why everything was going haywire. Couldn't figure out why he was mad all the time. And he get mad a lot. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm still working on me. And there's only, there's only one way. For me, there was one way. My relationship with Christ Jesus. Your relationship with Christ Jesus. What would happen next Sunday? Bring a friend to church Sunday. If everyone here did, then the church would be overflowing. Remember how it used to be? The church used to be full. Christmas, you have set up the overflow room. Easter, you have set up the overflow room. It's not quite like that anymore. Remember Mother's Day? Mother's Day, the churches used to be full. Never on Father's Day, but on Mother's Day. 
we can go back to that. The church has gotten lazy. Christians have gotten lazy. You know, when the pandemic started and we started doing this Facebook stuff, they say that's a good thing. But it's got some flaws in it, in my opinion, too. If I don't want to get up and come to the building on Sunday, I can stay in my pajamas and watch it on TV at home or on the Facebook. And for some, maybe they can't get out, maybe they don't drive, that's good. But I think for others, it's made us lazy. I don't know about you, but I need the fellowship of the believers. I need to be able to look at Elizabeth face to face and have a conversation with her, and you too. And I know they have Zoom meetings and all that stuff is really good for them. But I think the body of believers needs to be in the, in the house of the Lord, worshiping together, praising together, helping each other all the time. In the good times and the bad times, we are the church. And then we go out into the world. Judy, you might get mad at me for saying this, okay? But like you told me the other night, you were mad at me before. See, when Andre wanted to go into the mission field, I did everything I could to support her. Mom really didn't like that idea. And I get that. I remember when our daughter wanted to join the Air Force. And I went on my Emmaus walk. If you've been on your Emmaus walk, they have a dying moments where you, go, you come forward and you give something to the Lord. I stood there for 20 minutes and then surrendered my daughter to the Lord because that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to go in the Air Force. If you go in the Air Force, how's dad going to protect you? I surrendered. A few nights later, there's a knock on the door. She comes in our bedroom and she says, Daddy, do I really have to go in the Air Force? I said, not if you don't want to, baby doll. She said, I don't want to. And now she's a nurse tending to people. I didn't want to let her go. My faith wasn't strong enough to trust God with my little girl. I trust God now. I've grown in my journey. 2020 was a crazy year. We had church conference the other night and I had to read the names of the saints from this church who have gone on before us. I could not get through the list without crying because it just wasn't the nine saints from this church. It was the seven people from my personal life. And you know, the devil just keeps trying to destroy us in our faith journey. But the devil's a liar. I'm not going to let him win. You can't let him win, church. You have to come to the church. You have to hear the preaching. You have to be part of the preaching and the teaching. In Romans 10 and 17, so then faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And that's in 
this place. The word of God. These aren't my words. These are Christ's words. That he gave man the power to pen them and the knowledge to pen them. And then in Malachi 3 and 10, bring all your tithes into the storehouse. We all, if all you can do is put a dollar in the plate on Sunday morning, then you put a dollar in the plate on Sunday morning to glorify God. Because it takes all of us. I told you about the man up north who brought me the brand new pickup truck and handed me a set of keys. Charlie could write a check and build this church five times over. But he was after God's heart. It wasn't about all that he could build his kingdom to be. His kingdom was serving Christ and serving people. That's what we're to do. We're to support the church and the work of the church. And then what do we need? Hebrews 4 and 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Hebrews 4 and 16. Let us come boldly. See, I believe that... (laughs) I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that these three ladies that come up here are going to have a successful surgery. And I know Cindy has had a nightmare in her surgery, going on her third surgery, but I'm believing that God is going to heal her. Sometimes, folks, it's not a physical healing that takes place. Sometimes it's a spiritual healing. Sometimes he doesn't say yes when we come to him. Sometimes he says no. When I think about all the things that I want, when I served three churches in Carroll, when I left the second church and went to the third one, there was a beautiful white Corvette out by the road for sale. And every Sunday I drove by it, I told Karen, I need that. I need that. A guy who likes speed really doesn't need a car that will go 180 miles an hour. But I needed that. No, I didn't. It's what I wanted. Drove by there one Sunday and it was gone. You know the disappointment I had when that white Corvette was sold? But you know the lesson I learned? I'm glad God's in control. I didn't need that white Corvette. He provided a brand new Buick LeSabre, a black one. Any of you O-L-E, O-L-E, old folks, drive with one of those? What was a 50-year-old preacher driving out old Buick for? Because it, this is how God works. Prayed about it. 310,000 miles on this Buick. I drove it. Our oldest son drove it for a year. Our middle son drove it for two years. And our youngest son drove it for two years before it died. That was a God thing. Because he provides what we need. And each of those times, those men were without work. And they needed help. We are our brother's keeper. 
I'm straying a little bit. That's nothing new for you. And I say, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. I encourage you to spend more time in prayer every day. Every day. Well, I'm too busy to pray every day. No, you're not. He gives you breath to get up every day. <laughs> Some days are easier than others to get out, to get up every day. And then I'll close with this. Second Corinthians six seventeen. We need to come out of the world and be different. That's where I say we're to be in the world but not of the world. We're to be different. It's not enough that they know that you go to the Brown City Methodist Church. They need to know there's something different about you. When, when you're speaking to somebody, your language is clear. Sometimes we stumble, don't we? I was serving Omar, working in Explorer Motorhome Company was on the ground and stood up and hit my head on the corner of the cabinet. Worked with a guy named Larry Miner. Larry, three years later, remembered the time and the day that the preacher swore because I split my head right here. I was in the Army. Came home from the Army. Ate with both hands. Cursed like a sailor, but I was in the Army. Took me a while. Sometimes we have to work on ourselves. I need to work on myself. I don't want to have a foul mouth. Took me a while. I'm honest when I say I still stumble sometimes. But we need to be different out there. We need to be different because we've been here. We have a relationship with him, him, Christ. That makes us different. When our friend came over yesterday I didn't pray for healing. I prayed that the Lord would give her grace along her journey. Because I have discovered there are worse things than dying. And until you go into nursing homes and hospitals, you might not understand that there's worse things than dying. My daddy laid in a bed in his bedroom. He laid in a bed for three years. Didn't speak, couldn't communicate, couldn't eat by himself, couldn't bathe, laid in bed and existed. He was a big man like me. The night they carried my daddy out, he was 89 pounds. 
I didn't pray for him because I wasn't saved. And I've struggled with that for years. But I'm reminded what Jesus tells me. My grace is sufficient for thee. I don't know what my daddy did with Christ. I tried to present Jesus to Karen's mother before she died. Nope, nope, I don't want to hear about that nonsense. And then she died. But between taking her last breath, she may have. While you still have breath, if you haven't accepted Christ Jesus, you do it this day. It's all that matters. Amen. Victory in Jesus.
Father, we just give you praise and thanks for the freedom we have to assemble in your house. Now, as we leave your house and we go out into be the church, thank you that you have equipped each of us. May God bless you, church, and God bless America. Amen.